Welcome in. Episode 20. Lots and lots of NBA moves made today. I have Deontay Salim with me once again. Uh, a lot of moves made today. A lot of money thrown around. Bunch of teams trying to take that next step. Bunch of teams, you know, overpaying for some guys. So where should we start? Um. Well, I feel like in order to to please the masses, even though I don't really like this mass of um, you know what? No, as a matter of fact, let's let's start with the big names, and then we can go to the um to the Lakers and what what they've done. You know, signing a bunch of old players left and right. So, you want to go that route? Sure. All right. Let's um, let's let's start with the obvious. Um, Chris Paul. I mean. Think about it. He had like what, like a forty-something million dollar um, deal left, yeah, one year left 44. on his contract. Yeah, forty-four, and then he um, declined that and somehow got got four years, one twenty, at age what thirty-six. I mean, this contract is going to push him until he's what forty years old. So that's a hell of a deal for him. Um, this is. I don't know how long this is going to last and helping out the Suns because at the end of the day, paying a 38, 39, and 40 year old point guard at least $30 million on average. I don't know if that's really going to look good in the long run. And I've been, been on the record saying that I personally feel like with the Suns losing this past year's finals, I feel like this was their last opportunity to, you know, get there. So you can't fault them for trying, but I don't know how, how good the contract is going to look in the long run. It, it, that in the Jimmy Butler deal to me both make no sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is kind of turning. I won't say the NBA is turning into into baseball, but this is very similar to baseball, giving guys long term contracts to where it'll it might help you as far as your championship run in the first, you know, couple of years of the contract, but, you know, towards the end of it, you know, it, it might not work out for you because, you know, what if Phoenix, you know, Devin Booker becomes, you know, the top five player in the NBA and DeAndre Aiden could the top three center. Next thing you know, they're stuck with this Chris Paul contract at age 39, 40 years old. Like you can't, you won't be able to, to, to move it. Well, I won't say you never be able to, to move it because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Guys like Russell Westbrooks and John, John Wall, their their contracts were moved. So you know we can't say any contract is immovable, but at the same time, trying to move a forty year old, you know, Chris Paul's contract might not really be the best thing that they're able to do. Um, and you know, Jimmy Butler, I kind of feel like, I guess we can kind of segue into this as well. Them getting Kyle Lowry uh, with the sign-and-trade, um, three-year, $90 million deal. Uh, the details, if I'm correct, haven't come out of what they're trading away to Toronto. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to pretty work up for them. People are saying, you know, oh, Miami's one of the top teams in the in the East. I, I would faithfully disagree with that because I don't think they're better than Brooklyn. I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than Philly. So I guess I got to put some in that mid-tier four, four to five range, depending on how you see Boston. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just don't really see how this really does well for them. Once again, they're trying, but, you know, 
at the end of the day, this business is predicated off of success. And I don't really feel like the moves that they made are successful because, I mean, just look at it. Can you truly sit there and tell yourself that Jimmy Butler in the back nine of his career, same with Kyle Lowry and Bam out of bio, that's a championship core. That's that's a championship roster. That's going to get you past the Giannis's, the Kevin Durant's, the James Harden's, Joel Embiid's, etc. That's not going to that's not going to get it done. I feel like they were so hell bent and so focused on getting Giannis after you know the 2020 season that once he resigned with the Bucks, they kind of was like, okay, well we got to do something now because our you know Plan A obviously didn't work out. So. This is how, how I see it. I don't think it's going to work out in the long haul. I don't see how any player in the NBA can make $50 million in a year, let alone somebody that that's their, like, what, age 36 season? Inflation. I, under, I understand, you know, you you backload a contract because, you know, then that way when they're in their prime, you have more money to maneuver around with. But that's just crazy. And, hey, I mean, no disrespect to Jeremy Butler. I would have given anything for him to be a New York Nick at some point. Not for that much money. He's he's an incredible leader. We all know that, you know, he's gonna give you it all on both ends of the floor. But I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, like I said, I mean you kind of look you kind of look at it now, like I reference to baseball, like you got guys like Albert Pujols making well before he was um released by the uh angels he was making a lot of money bryce harper he signed a 13-year deal that's going to hurt hurt the uh phillies in the long run if they don't hurt themselves um the dodgers i believe they signed mookie best like a 12-year deal or something like that it was a very long-term deal and you know you see these contracts just coming out left and right i think mike mike trout's on a 14-year contract so that's just how it is people it's like it's like you make the superstar happy now and you worry about, you know, whatever contracts and whatever ramifications come with that long-term contract or that super long-term contract um, in the future because, you know, these are, I guess you can call them once-in-a-generation type players. So, and, you know, it, getting superstars is hard enough. So, I guess trying to keep them happy is, I guess, priority number one. So, I guess you got to help them with teammates and keeping them happy that way and also keep uh, keeping them help, uh, happy financially because, you know, at the end of the day, if you, I don't care what situation you're in, you're not turning down a, what, four-year, $184 million extension on top of the money that you're already making. That's not going to happen. So that's what Miami did. They're not really going to get any other superstar because a lot of superstars are already locked up to long-term contracts. So I guess kudos to them for trying, even though I don't really think it's going to get them to that championship level again. For Miami, speaking about their championship core, uh, Jimmy Butler's locked up now. They have Kyle Lowry signed. Bam got locked up last year. Tyler Hero, whatever you think of him, they have control over him for a while. Miami historically has been one of the better drafting teams. They develop their talent very well. So, you know, that somebody that they take, we won't know, but will become something. And no matter how good or bad the Miami Heat are, when there's a veteran free agent who's eligible for a minimum deal, they're they're always linked. So they always have that going for them. I mean, yeah, I mean, Miami's one of the, not only in sports, but just in, in general, they're one of the, you know, destination 
um, number ones. You know, a lot of people like to go to party and, you know, live in uh, Florida and Miami uh, specifically. So asking these players, hey, uh, they're like, okay, you want to make a lot of money. You're going to be on a pretty good contending, quote unquote, team. And you're going to be living in Miami, Florida. It's not, 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 not a lot of people would turn that down. So, you know, they're always going to be able to get free, um, good free agents or at least be in the discussion. And obviously when they have one of the best team presidents and front office members of all time and uh, Pat Riley, that definitely helps too. And having and one of the top coaches and, you know, exposure, they're a really good, well-run um, organization. It's just a matter of, you know, what's going to get them to that next, next level. And I guess, this says, I guess, them at the next level. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see this working out, like I said. Speaking of players that they locked up, Duncan Robinson signed a five-year, $90 million extension. So, I know we're going to talk about Evan Fournier, but this is just, like, the same exact deal. And so many players today signed five-year, $90 million deals. So, if we're going to say Evan Fournier got overpaid, and like I said, we'll get into that to probably no end in a little bit. But Duncan Robinson, that's the same exact boat. He's not the first option. He's not the second option. He's not even the third option. So yeah, why why are you paying a guy $18 million? But on the flip side, you know, it's the NBA. They have that money. You have to spend it. It, You know, sign of the times. Well, I guess you can look at it potentially this way. You remember during the whole, um, the whole, what was that? Um, the last dance. Um, the last dance documentary. How um, Scotty Pippen signed like a really long term contract, even though it didn't really secure him financially. You know, going to you know going long. Yeah, because he signed for like two million dollars a year. Yeah. Um. This is kind of I guess the same thing. I mean, think about it. Well, it isn't the same thing because at the end of the day, there's no way in freaking hell that. Um, Duncan Robinson is going to become Scottie Pippen, but look at it this way: he was an un, undrafted guy. Um, didn't really get too much, you know, recruitment. So I guess he's like, you know what? This might be the biggest contract that I'm ever going to get. Just take it. Now, looking at it from Miami's um, perspective, it might look bad for the first two years, but you know, think about it: he signed a five-year deal. So what? In 2024, right? Imagine having a shooter like Duncan Robinson only making $18 million with, you know, inflation because, you know, imagine telling somebody 10 years ago that there was going to be some player making $50 million. That's just almost, that would have been unheard of. So I guess just inflation, they're looking at it like, okay, this might be bad, bad now, but, you know, in a couple of years, his contract might look good. So I guess that's the way they're seeing it. So that's, that's that's the best that I can come up with because that's a lot of money for a guy who's really only good at shooting. So, I don't know. Norman Powell signed a five-year, $90 million deal. Mm-hmm. Who else did? I mean, Jared, Evan Fournier Jared got... Allen's. Yeah, Jared Allen got five years, $100 million, which is crazy. Fournier, you know, 478. Zach Collins biggest, got... Nine million a year? No, not nine. Twenty. He got like seven, seven and three quarters. 
Let me see something because I actually. Gary Trent also was, eighteen million a year. Yeah, that's just that's just the going rate for a lot of um, a lot of players. You know, you see some of you guys signing for you know the same amount of um, money each. You know, like I mean, we see Becky Robinson's eighteen, Norman Powell's I believe eighteen, Jared Allen's twenty, um, Tim Tim, Tim Hardaway Junior's eighteen. Lonzo Ball is about what twenty one ish. That's just that's just the going rate for a lot of players. You know, the, these are a lot. These are young young players. So that's that's just what's going to be happening. Um, not all these contracts are going to work out, but you know, that's just what it is. I've maintained this whole time that Dennis Schroeder was out of his mind for wanting twenty plus million a year. But after seeing the money thrown around today, there's no doubt in my mind he gets more than 20 million easily. Doubt it. Doubt it. There's I, no I way that Norman Powell is going to make more money than Dennis Schroeder next year. Here's a here's the thing, right? So the Lakers extended a what four year 22 uh, 88 million dollar year. That's about 22 million dollars on average, right? So what other team is he going to? get that from I mean look at it this way Miami even though they weren't really linked towards them they were they they signed Lowry so they're out of the point guard market um and then the Lakers just got Westbrook so they're out of the point guard market Phoenix just just on both campaign and Chris Ball so where's where's it left for him to sign and get all of this money I mean, the only team that I can think of, obviously, because of bias, is Washington. But, Toronto. you know, they've – nah, nah. I don't think Toronto's going to go up to them. I think we have to let this whole sign-and-trade with Kyle Lowry, you know, let all of the details come out because they could be getting back a guy like um, Dragic. They could be getting um, – I don't – I think they announced it. It's, it's nothing, like, too crazy. I don't, yeah, the, well, yeah, well, it's, it's somebody. It's, it, it's nobody that like is money and shooter. It's nobody that's like that great either. Yeah, but at the same time, I so this is remember how the Knicks, I guess, were saying we're not going to pay, you know, tier two guys a lot of a, a lot of money. So I guess Toronto is looking at it, looking at it like, okay. So we're they be trading for Dragic or they be trading for and or um I, I, his first name is Precious. I don't know this. I can't remember his last last name. Oh, it's top of my head. Yeah. So like, okay, are they as good as Dennis Schroeder? No. But at the same time, I'd rather have somebody under contract who might not be as good as Schroeder, but I'm not paying them nowhere near the amount of money that Schroeder's making because. Imagine signing Schroeder to 22 mil and be locked up to that contract for another four four years. It's not a good look. So that's I don't see him going to, to um, Toronto either. The Knicks just signed Derrick Rose. So, He's not going to start mean, though. I mean, yeah, but at the same same time, you know, we've we just saw how many freedoms the the Knicks signed. What they signed, they resigned Nerlens Noel. Um, Alec Burke, they just signed Evan Fournier. Um, yeah, it's not really a lot of money to be, you know, just 
talks around left and right. So I don't really, I don't really see unless he takes like a one year deal, you know, and I guess he tries again next year. But I don't really see where this this amount of money he could be making is at. Go to the Clippers. Could nah. go. Nah, isn't I, Frankie Jackson a free agent too? Yeah. Maybe they look at re-signing him. That's what I would do. I would rather sign Frankie Jackson instead of um instead of uh, Schroeder because at the end of the day, nobody at this point knows more about Frankie Jackson than the Clippers. So that's what I would do personally. Pacers. Uh, depending depending on what they do with Brogdon, but I don't think Schroeder kind of fits in in their long term scheme. I mean, the best I can see Schroeder getting is maybe a two year deal. That's potentially a one plus one with a team option. Um, I don't really see how there's a, a huge market for a guy like Schroeder. I just don't. I don't really think he's he's a good complimentary piece, but he's not anybody that I would throw a lot of money at. I would never throw money at Schroeder. No disrespect to him, but that's just that I would never do. I feel like the team that comes in second in the Spencer Dinwiddie sweepstakes is the team that gets Dennis Schroeder. Well, time step. It's uh, 10.30 p.m. Monday, August 2nd. Especially if Dinwiddie is going to sign with the Wizards. Calling it now. Give it a four-year deal at about – uh, I say between 17 and 20 mil. So about four years. You know what? The exact contract that Fournier got. So Fournier got four years, 78 mil. That's how much Spencer did what he's going to sign for with my favorite team, the Washington Wizards. Call it now. Call it right now. That actually helped them a lot. Be yeah. nice for Bradley Beal to actually get some support for once. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rory, he's 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 in the long-term plans. I don't know what they're going to do with, with Denny. They just drafted the guy from um Gonzaga, pretty decent shooter. Um, but definitely another team that I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with is the Lakers because I, I, I said this since day one of the season, and I'm going to say it now. This is nothing more than the Cleveland Cavaliers West. Because think about it, they signed a bunch of old dudes like Wayne Wayne Ellington's, I think the youngest guy that they signed, and he's 33. They just brought back for the third time Dwight Howard. They brought back Trevor Ariza. Um, Danny Green might come back. Danny Green. They just signed Kent Bazemore. Um, they lost Caruso. I mean. I don't. This is the and they they've been talk talking apparently with Carmelo. They've been linked to him for a while. Um, I just don't really see what the long term goal is with the Lakers. I mean, obviously when you have LeBron, you know you'd rather I, you'd rather trade for five to seven years of a young young player, and you know and just have three years of LeBron, but. This team is going to be awful. I mean, LeBron's getting up there in age. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy to save his life. Everybody knows how I feel about Westbrook. I'm not going to beat that dead horse again. 
but then you look at the other guys, like how much key would they expect to get out of Trevor or reason? What is, I think it's turning 36, 37. How much can you expect out of Wayne Ellington? How much can you expect out of Kent Bazemore? I mean, team's looking pretty bad, you know, from top, you know, from the fourth guy down. I mean, people say that they're the absolute favorites to come out of the West. I don't see it. Uh, like, the, I feel like Cavs teams were way better and way younger. So it was like a, I mean, a sustainable method. I mean, yeah. I mean, remember when LeBron, I mean, this like three, four years ago, when LeBron was in the East, it was almost like, okay, it was almost like him. And then you're like, okay, who's, who's going to fit us in second place? This is not not the same thing because Golden State's going to be back. Um, Phoenix is still going to be good. Denver's going to get healthy with Jamal Murray coming back. You know, I don't Utah. think Portland's a top team. Utah, they're they're going to be coming back. They just re-signed Conley to a three-year deal. So you got to ask yourself, where do the Lakers fit? Because I, once again, I don't think the fit with LeBron and Westbrook and AD is a, a good one. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're – they're just signing a bunch of guys to one-year deals, and I guess just like, okay, we'll focus on it next year. I mean, they're going to be way over the luxury tax. Maybe not as high as Golden State, but they're definitely going to be over it. I mean, the Lakers – this is going to be terrible. If they sign Melo, this might be one of the oldest teams of all time. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, LeBron did exactly what he wanted. And Bryce before said, you know, like, do they have a plan? And you very quickly were like, yeah, they have a plan. This plan is get people that LeBron has, like, met one time or another in his 45-year NBA career and a couple of them that he's never got the opportunity to play with. And let's all run him out to the Staples Center. It's just a stupid idea because every year we say this and then every year there's that lull and, you know, late January, early February, and it's like, you know, has LeBron met the wall? It didn't happen this year because, you know, COVID was an excuse for everything, and it didn't happen the year before because AD actually stayed healthy for once, but it's just going to happen again this year, and then they're going to trade a bunch of people, or at least try to, but they don't even have anything to trade away. So, don't be surprised if, once again, the Lakers are looking towards the buyout market because um, you look at it, you know, they, they, they signed a guy like Andre Drummond. They didn't fit whatsoever. And I, I hate I, – I truly hate this whole notion that you just need to get talent together and then you'll figure out chemistry later. Like, no. Even though they didn't have the most talent, you saw what your New York Knicks did. Wasn't a lot of talent. They had a lot of chemistry and they worked together well. You know, that didn't really get them far in the playoffs. You could still see the recipe for their success and where they need to get better at, right? If you just bring a bunch of guys and veterans on a cheap together, then you're going to get those same results. Like like somebody always always told me, if you pay for cheap stuff, you're going to get cheap, you know, a cheap return in your investment. And citing a lot of these guys to vet it, veterans minimums and letting guys like Kuzma, you know, get traded away, even though Montrezl Harrell, I mean, think about it. 
how did there's no way that Montrezl Harrell went from sixth man of the year to just an absolute scrub overnight. That's just that it has that's an organizational and a coaching problem. And then you know you trade away guys like Lonzo Ball, who just got paid by Chicago, which I think is a hell of a move. Um, you, and you let Caruso walk because you yes at, at, at the end of the day you're paying a top three guy so much money that you can't even afford to pay him what he, he's only nine getting million. just over yeah like if if you can't afford to pay somebody nine million dollars even though I'm I'm not saying you know shout out to Julian and you know his whole X Factor thing but I just don't think that this is going to work out I mean Caruso is only making nine million dollars and you just had to let him go. That's Even if this team terrible. had Harold, I would feel much more confident in them. But I, there's nothing. The bench presence on this team is composed of players that like should be on. Like it's rotational pieces that are at the bottom of the totem pole of the rotation. I mean, like, ask yourself. I asked myself this last year. How much can you get out of Andre Drummond? And you saw those points where he wasn't even on the floor. How much are you going to get out of Wesley Matthews this deep into his career? How much are you going to get out of guys like now Kent Bazemore? I know Dwight Howard said, you know. Kent Bazemore is going to average like 18. Points or minutes? Points. Kent Bazemore is going to be the best scorer on the second rotation because he has to be. Up with that, because I haven't no confidence in that. Um, yeah, like Kent, Kent Baysmore, and I don't know. I mean, this is just this is just terrible. This is just terrible. Like, what are you going to get out of Trevor Reason when he's? I think he's thirty-seven. This is. I don't. I, I if they would have gotten PJ Tucker, that would have been better. Uh, I you know, know, at least like that. Like Dwight Howard does what PJ Tucker does better. But I just feel like PJ Tucker would be better for them. And it was good I mean, for yeah. the Miami Heat that they got him. Well, yeah, I, I guess. But at the same time, who who are outside of Anthony Davis? Who are the Lakers' current current bigs? Dwight Howard and Mark Gasol. So what? Their current starting lineup would would be obviously. Westbrook at the point. Even remember they traded Zubak to the Clippers for a second round pick. You think they would yeah. rather have Zubak than whoever they drafted that probably got cut in summer league? I think it was. I think they I think it was. I think they traded Zubak and Michael Beasy for the second round pick, which which was stupid. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sitting saying that Zubak is you know Arvidas Sabonis, but yeah, but at least he's a starting center. Yeah, he's serviceable. So, like, I don't know, man. This is just what happens. This is kind of the thing that happens when you have a superstar like LeBron. You just sacrifice your your future for, you know, for now. the now. I mean, at the, the chance of, of you getting a superstar like LeBron James in the future is almost slim to none. But I don't, I don't I, ha, I have to win at least an, another one. I mean, if they didn't win the championship – you know, in the bubble, imagine the amount of pressure that it, you know, there would be um, on the team now. It's terrible. The 
the Westbrook trade, I think we both agree, like really set them back. It did. I mean, it added it added that. nothing. There's one ball. You know, there was times that in Houston he couldn't play with James Harden because they both needed the ball. So, you know, one would rest earlier and then the other one would come on and play with, you know, the backups. It's just I I don't get it. And then you traded Kuzma, who, you know, we all like to make fun of him, but some teams, you know, really wanted. Traded Harrell, who was, well, would have been your bench. Traded KCP, who started, you know, on a championship team and started last year. So you traded three bodies that you really needed for one guy that's, I mean, has the energy of three of them, but it isn't going to produce like three. Yeah, I mean, once again, he's can't, can't shoot the three ball. His mid-range game is decent. Can't shoot free throws. He doesn't, he isn't the best decision maker. And back, back to something else that's kind of not off topic, but this kind of pertains to this. I was watching the ESPN coverage of the ESPN coverage of the um, free, uh, free agency. And Kendrick Perkins came, came on there and said that the Lakers' big, big three is better than Brooklyn's big three. In what world? Think about it. You have two, at worst, top eight, maybe top six players in Kevin Durant and James Harden, right? Then you throw in Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving is better than Russell Westbrook. James Harden is better than um, Anthony Davis. And at this point, I would rather yeah, so like, what are we really talking about? What do, what are we doing? Really, what are we really doing? You got you to talk about it. It's just like, I don't know, but back to free agency. I feel like an underrated move that I like is Tim Hardaway Jr. to uh, Dallas. Um, we all saw what he could do. I've known what he's been capable of doing. I just feel like he was kind of stuck in, in the whole he, – he was stuck in the worst possible era to be on the Knicks. Um, and, we, you know, we all saw what he could do in this past year's playoffs. Be a good complimentary piece to Luka. Um, I know they've been linked to getting Dragic um, in a signing trade with Miami. Um, I would like that for them. Adding depth and reliable veterans instead of, you know, Luka Doncic and a bunch of other pieces. Um, another move I like is is what moves I like is what Chicago's done. Um, when you have a guy like Zach Levine who's kind of really, kind of lackluster on defense and kind of has to carry the load on on offense. Um, I like them bringing in guys like Lonzo, who's you know tall, lanky, great playmaker, can shoot the three ball. Caruso, who's just an energizer bunny. Um, they drafted Patrick Williams last year. He's hell of a probably the, the best defender in that whole draft. Um, with a coach like Billy Donovan, don't be surprised if if they're the most surprising team coming out of the East next year. At this point, I'd probably have them not over the first four teams. Like I said, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, Philly, and Boston. I'd probably have them in that five to six range. Maybe a seven seed, because um, like I said, I think Billy Donovan is a head of a coach, hell of a coach. Um, Zach Levine is one of the best scorers in the game, and everybody else on that team can 
defend, and I, and I forgot about um, Vucevic, one of the best offensive big men in the league, can hit the three ball. Uh, can average about 20 and 10. Pretty solid piece. I think Chicago is going to be the sleeper team coming out the East next year. I mean, I don't think they're five, six. I think they're seven, eight playing. Uh, I don't think they're in the middle of the East. Let me see something because NBA standings, we're doing this live. Who's better, the Pacers or the Bulls right now? I'd rather have, I'd rather be the Bulls. Okay, so then if you'd rather have the Hornets, or I'm sorry, you'd rather have the Bulls over the Hornets then? Now, no. No. Well, yes, I'd rather have the Bulls over the Hornets if that's what you said. Yes, I'd rather have. Yeah, yeah I'd rather have, have the Bulls. You'd rather have the Bulls see, over so, the Magic. Is that a trick question? Magic, I, mean, think I think a, that's a surprising team. I mean, think about it. There was even though they had a um, losing record, they were kind of on the, you know, on the up and up. They reached as high as a six seed last year. Um, and that's, that's before they got hit with a lot of COVID, COVID things like, you know, towards the end of the season, Levine, he got hit, hit with, um, with COVID. Um, they had a lot of injuries. Um, yeah. So I truly feel like they're going to be one of the sleeper teams. Um, I'd probably have them, like I said, below Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Miami, yeah, I'd probably have them six, seven seed. Um, I guess if they were the seven seed, they'd be that play-in team, but right, yeah. So yeah, that's where that's where I have them. I kind of like them in that range because um like I said, defense shooting, um, good coach in Billy Donovan. Don't go in now. Chicago's making a playoff. You will probably hear how I feel, but everybody really cares about the Knicks signing Evan Fournier for whatever reason. So please so, enlighten. So this is kind of the whole comparison that I gave. Is it a lot of money? Yes. Is free agency necessarily paying guys for a lot of money? Yes. But it's about how does he fit and what's your projection? So uh, our man Xavier said, if he signed with Dallas, this is completely, completely different because he'd be the third option or the fourth option behind Luca, maybe a guy like um, Christoph Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, et cetera. Who's, who would you say is the best offensive score on the New York Knicks? Not, not counting the re- recently signed Fournier. Well, counting him, I wouldn't have him first or second. Could you I would this time when the season's – No, I'm not, no, please. Alec Burks isn't even going to start. Okay. When the season starts, it's going to be my Lord and Savior, Julius Randle, because of, you know, what he did last year. It's year three now. Is about so a score? I'm saying, like, when they tip off at the Garden – it's going to be the simple you know, talent. Who's a better score? If you need it, I got to go out, go out and give you 30. Would you rather have, would you rather rely on Julius Randle or Evan Fournier? Well, I'd rather rely on RJ Barrett to get me 30 because he's not going to need as many shots. 
But that that's what I'm saying, though. Evan Fournier, like, you can't look at it, well, it kind of defeats my argument, but you can't look at it like they need him to score 30 every night. He's going to be the third option. Evan Fournier isn't the superstar that they needed, not the superstar I'm sure they wanted, but he's the third option on the team for a reason. Yeah, you pay him $18 million, you know, whatever. So let me ask you this. Who did you think the Knicks were going to realistically get? That's kind of a trick question. I tricked myself into this. I really thought that there was a good chance of Kawhi. Before or after his ACL injury? Before or after, yeah. Okay. Up until four hours ago, five hours ago. I just wanted to make sure because there was no way in hell the Knicks would have had a sniff at Kawhi Leonard. Um, Lonzo Ball could have been a thing. Um, no, because you know he's yeah, a but, uh, yeah, but okay. So if the Knicks would have signed Lonzo Ball, then they wouldn't have signed Fournier, and then Lonzo wouldn't have worked well because there's no like real scores, which I realize is contradictory to what I just said. But like, Randall's gonna do a majority of the scoring because you know recency bias, and he has to. Barrett's gonna take that in the playoffs. Yeah, but that's that was his first time in the playoffs. That's a fluke. If that continues so, and so. It was a first I mean, round against the Hawks. It was against the Hawks. The Hawks like made the finals. The you're, but you're acting like it was against – it was against the – oh, man. Oh, man. What? I don't know, man. This, this is terrible, man. This is terrible. This is terrible. What? I don't I, – I, I just don't see it. I just don't – I don't see it. I just don't see it, man. I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I don't, they didn't get worse – they didn't they, get better, though. I mean, slightly they did because they got a much better three-point shooter than what they've had in recent memory since, like, Steve Novak. So, so okay, so the Knicks re-signed uh, uh, Nerlens Noel. He's here starting center? If Mitchell Robinson can't play, then yeah. All right, so you gave him about almost $11 million. It's not terrible. Alec Burke, you gave him 10. What's that's one of the better signings? I'm I'm not just like saying that either. Like Alec Burke's if he didn't have double digits off the bench, you were surprised. He was super efficient more times than not. That was a great signing. So let me scroll. What did what did what did Derek Rose Rose got three years 43 million? I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money, but you know, you gotta pay. Sixth man of the year, MVP vote getter. So between, so what? That's eleven million for Berlin's, ten mil for Burke. That's that's twenty one. What's that? Fourteen mil for Derrick Rose. That's thirty five. And about what's that? Twenty. About nineteen and a half for for. So you're Oregon. roughly paying like sixty million dollars for four players. But it's like four players that contribute. contribute. It'll be four players that – all right, three players that will score at least 10 points a game. So and, so let me let me switch, switch sports then, right? Would you have in the NFL the best time for you to capitalize on overpaying players is when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, right? 
a yeah. great quarterback on a rookie contract like a Justin Herbert, or potentially if he comes back a um, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes when he was on his contract, Carson Wentz before he got hurt, etc. You can overpay for a lot of players because you have a great quarterback that can take you places and he's making almost no money, right? The Knicks don't have that young guy making no money that's going to take them to that next level. That's that's my biggest problem because RJ Barrett, eh, Mitch Robinson, eh. Like, what else is there? There's nothing there. You're paying players a lot of uh, company players a decent amount of money without that star player. This is going to be no, nowhere. I definitely agree with you. It has Toronto 2.0 written all over it. You know, you just constantly, I'm not saying make the Eastern Conference finals because I don't know, you'll go nuts or something if I say that. But uh, it seems like a team. That, you know, just feels like, you know, second round is their peak until, you know, they make no, something. I wouldn't even say second round, man. I wouldn't even say second. I mean, think about it. Look at look at your head coach, Tom Tom um, Thibodeau. He's never been known for offense, ever. Even when he had Derrick Rose, Dokum Noble, Lil Dane, et cetera. He was not known for any type of offense. Now you you don't even have that star that star player. And you still have Thibodeau. The, the Knicks might be the only team. Well, I say one of four teams, maybe maybe three, to average less than 100 points next year. I promise you. They yeah, but they're also only going to give up. Bottom, bottom three in scoring. Yes, that's 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 fine. But come playoff time, when, when you're playing the best of the best, get the rooms off, fellas. Get the yeah, rooms but so it, you, that that argument's fair and all, but so few of those players actually played in like a playoff game. So, it I don't care about your past, past experience. What can you do now? Yeah, but like, like if you've never been in the playoffs, you don't know what to expect. It's, you mean to tell me that Julius Randall, after like you know embarrassing himself in the first round, won't learn from that if they make it back there next year? He'll absolutely you know, right. adapt and do whatever he needs to. You're right, but at the end of the day, guess what? It's still it's still basketball. It's the same game he's been playing since since he was since he was he was yay high. Nothing's really changed. He's not that good of a shooter. He's he got crushed, just to put it nicely, in the playoffs. So yeah, I don't I don't see this these moves working out for the Knicks, man. You didn't get a superstar. You're paying a lot of decent players. You don't have a superstar. You have like probably the worst offensive-minded coach in the league. Good luck with this, man. Good luck with it. I mean, it's a second-rounder bust, honestly. This isn't the peak of this team's potential. I might say less than encouraging things about him, but I do have a ton of confidence in R.J. Barrett. I think that this coaching staff will get him right. I do think Julius Randle will score 20 points per game, you know, at least. And this team never was, like, fully healthy either last year. 
if this team had Mitchell Robinson, I feel like Atlanta's a totally different series. Would they have, you know, beaten them? Maybe not, but I feel like they would have taken another game or two. And, you know, it's all about opportunity. And it's not like they can't make a trade in the middle of the season. They have a bunch of young players that I'm sure some other team would give up a Kyle Kuzma-esque return for. And Kevin Knox is going to win Summer League MVP, so some team's going to want him after that. Speaking of which, Knicks are going to win Summer League, without a doubt. You want to know who who else won the Summer League and that did absolutely nothing for them? The 2017-18 Lakers. Remember, Lonzo missed the last game, and I think Kuzma won um, Summer League MVP. Yeah, but that, that's because they were all rookies on that team. This team goes from, like, the Summer League champs to, oh, wow, we have, like, actual NBA talent on our team. The team that started in the Summer League for the Lakers is the team that started for them on opening night. Yeah, but at the same at the same, same time, you they, they were still able to bring in a superstar and, you know, build all yeah, the young players. Yeah, who traded them all away? Hey. Nobody's gonna to want to trade trade for Evan Fournier's contract. Oh my gosh, we just talked about Norman Powell and how Duncan Robinson. It's gonna seem like a steal at eighteen million, and now Fournier makes the same amount. Here's a, no one wants that. Okay, here's here's the thing, right? This is the analogy I used in the Discord: a hundred thousand dollars in in California or in LA won't get you as 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 far along as a hundred million dollars in Montana, right? Because in LA, right, you'd have to spend a lot more money, but 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 you're still broke. If you're in Montana where you have a lot of space, a lot of land, you know, you you have you can make your money go further. That it's I feel like it's it's the same thing. If he went to Dallas or if he made the same amount of money if Brooklyn was able to to afford it, it would make more sense because you because he's you're not relying on him to do to to carry you, making the amount of money he is. I'm not saying the Knicks are asking Evan Fournier to carry them, but nobody else can. So they're like, hey, you're our best score. Score. It's the same situation as Duncan Robinson, though. Just he wears cooler uh, jerseys. It's the so same. Evan Fournier's not going to be the number one option. They're not going to tell him to be. Same like yes, how Duncan Robinson isn't going to be. Yes, but you have guys like Jimmy, Bam, Lowry, Hero, etc. He's the fifth option at best. The Knicks don't. Who's the first option? Julius Randle? They have Randle, Barrett, Luca Vildoza. Huh. Bet you don't even know that name. <laughs> Who is that? He they signed him from like Argentina in the middle of the playoffs. Is he another Pablo Prigioni, a thirty-four year old? No, no he he's like twenty-three. He's not he's not an old man. Jesus Christ, man! You're really reaching here, man. You're really reaching here. I don't see it working out, man. Sorry, sorry. But you know something that truly surprised me. Bobby Portis, that was the biggest surprise. Not that he resigned with the Bucks, but I'm talking about the amount of money that he signed for. I remember I was looking at at um 
Spotrack or Spot Spider Rack, however you say that that uh great great website's name. I think they said he you know they had his market value at like eleven to twelve million dollars. He comes back and signs with the Bucks two years, not only nine million dollars. That's a steal, man. That's that's a steal. That's a steal, man. That's probably my favorite contract all around because he's not making a lot of money and he, he's going to play his role to the best of, best of his ability and he's a fan favorite. That's, that's my favorite move out of every contract. I love that deal for the Bucks. Yeah. Nick Legend. Yeah. Doesn't do time for me. I feel no I way mean, about that. I mean, it's two years nominated. You see, this is what happens when you are a championship caliber team. You can sign good players on cheaper deals because, especially with them being a fan, fan favorite within that that um organization, it's going to work wonders. Watch it. Or like he puts up three and one. Hey, and they make another meme about him. Hey, <laughs> Energizer Bunny, man. Energizer Bunny. I love the move. All right. I don't think that that puts, like, of course he would take less money to come back to the team that he won a championship with. Why wouldn't he? That's just a smart man. That's all I have to say. That's a smart man. I, yeah, like but I, I don't. I wouldn't see a team giving him ten million dollars. Like if 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 the Pacers were going to give him seven for per year, or you know, you take four and a half or whatever with the team you just won a championship with, of course you're going to take all of it less. Would you have been more? Who would you have been happier? Same contract, everything. If the Knicks signed Bobby Portis, or if they signed, or, or they brought back um, Nerlens Noel. Well, Noel surprised me. Like I didn't really want him at all, but then you know he played a really important role, and you know did filling in for Mitch pretty well. So, and he got. But who would you? I would have? rather have Nerlens Noel. He had a similar effect. You know what? You're, I like you, man. You like you. You stick to your guns, and I appreciate that. I think you're crazy, but I respect it, though. I respect it. Listen, if he's good enough for Tom Thibodeau, he's good enough for me. Oh. Any one of Thib's guys is one of my guys. So, so what you're saying is the um, Knicks. Should ask um took him Noah to come come out of retirement. I think he's okay. Exactly. I think I think they just finished paying. That's totally different though. He's a Thibodeau guy. He loves him. He yeah, loves I know other. that. I know that. That's why Taj Gibson came because he could still play. How, how much can he play though? You know what? That's it's is he is he a free agent? Maybe the next. Yeah, because they probably sign him to like a minute. Inevitably, when Mitchell Robinson breaks another bone, as he does every oh, single year. Oh, he he is on the Knicks. Ha, huh? that's funny. 
I just remembered Tati Gibson is on the Knicks. Oh, yeah, he was last year. Good luck. He's with probably him. a free agent now. They probably oh. signed because they signed him like in January. Let me see. Let me see something. What's his contract like? It's What's his contract? Probably his contract? a minimum. He might even do it for free because he like lived in the city anyways. No, he is a free agent. Yeah, like I said, Mitchell Robinson will probably break another one as he always does, and Taj will come right back. Was in. funny. I'm a. When it was funny, I was actually, I was actually watching the. It, it was it was one of the games when the Knicks were playing playing the Wizards. Mitchell Robinson was out there looking like Jesus Christ himself. Then all of a sudden, he like broke a bone in his hand. I'm like, oh, and then he turned around, came back, and like broke another bone. Like Jesus Christ, this guy's talented, but can't stay on the floor. I think he broke Go his Knicks. hand and like a bone in his foot in the same play. It was something. Let me see something because it was actually something insane. No, he's he's great when he's out there. He's an old school center to a T. This is probably the last year of his rookie deal, and you know he's been telling the Knicks he'll never get a second round talent like me. But on the flip side, second round talent might actually like play. Let me see. I remember February 12th, 2021, the Knicks against the Washington Wizards. Robertson fractured his right hand during the second quarter and did not return after halftime. Yep. I don't know where, when, I don't know. That guy is talented, can't stand the floor. He might might not even be back. Honestly. For for 13 games, though, I love it. What'd you say? For 13 games, though, I'll love it. Yeah, since you guys gave – there's no decent contract. I don't see him coming back. You guys are probably – like say he's on the last year of his deal. He was a second-round pick. Probably going to trade him for for another second-round pick because, you know, the Knicks don't know how to run a franchise. Well, Robinson, I think, would get more than a second – and I, I would imagine they'd keep them. They probably still have money. Uh, all that money went to Fournier, Derek Rose, and Burke. And no, you guys have no more money. You're not getting a superstar. The Knicks are not back, baby. We want Brooklyn. We want Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, man. This is fun. Yeah, that was fun, you know. <laughs> Playing champs, you know. Driving every superstar out of town except for the one that deserves to leave. Hmm. Bradley Beal. Oh my god. You lost in five as well. You know what? Fifty dollar bet. The Washington Wizards will fit as higher in the standings than the New York. <laughs> that. That wouldn't really be fair. Fits a bit. Okay, I mean it's, you know, this will be out in the world soon enough. Okay, like you said, fifty dollar bet. Do we miss anything else? Um, there's a great, great picture of um, Victor Victor Robles with the praying mantis on his on his head. I don't know if you can see it. 
I just well now I see Shaq's head. Turn off my virtual background for a second here. You'll love it. It's honestly, the greatest picture I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Uh, him and the Mantis are the only two left. Shut up, Hart. Quiet Hybers. You're, you're a Mets fan. You're still a poverty franchise. First place, richest owner. So I can't something really do that. that. You know something that I never knew? What's that? that? The Mets have never had a single MVP in the history of their franchise. Okay. That's, a, that's embarrassing. That's a lot of teams probably haven't. Are you sure? I mean, think about it. The, the Brewers have, have two. Okay. Teams without. Yeah. Who's won one on the Marlins? Oh, Stan did. That's about it. And the Diamondbacks, the Rays, and the Mets. That's fine. That's it. And 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 weren't wasn't Arizona and um, Tampa expansion franchises? Well, Tampa was Montreal. No, that was. That was well. That Tampa's was been around for a while. They've been around since like the nineties. I mean, the Mets have had three of the past like ten Cy Young winners in the NL. So yeah, they don't have the best exciting. position player. They've been around since '98. It's 23 years. Ah, Arizona. Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have been around. They haven't. Yeah. 98. They both came in in the same in the same year. It's fine. Think about it. And how long have, have the Mets been around for? 1962. Ooh. You, you had a head start, too, and you still couldn't get the job done. Talk about a poverty franchise. Talk about a poverty franchise. At least they have a full roster. Yeah, well, you lost lost to the Marlins today, so. Go Mets. Still first place. First place at 50-55 and 50. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. You're going to get swept. Better than the garage sale. All right, is there is, is there anything else we missed? This, this, this one. <laughs> no, we're good. This was fun. Knicks suck. Mets suck. Jets suck. Your life as a sports fan is a joke. <laughs> He's getting upset. I love you, man. It's fun to be here. Are you filling in for me next week or what? I don't know. Depends. What do you what do you need? I need me to do. I basically That's need fun. someone to hit record and then send it to me and I upload it on vacation. Yeah, I can do that. I can um get the boys together and I can host host the podcast. Yeah, they'll probably answer you. So that's good. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll get some some dates scheduled and um yeah i can uh take over f- for you one day i could be be the um i could be the phil phil jackson and you could be the doug doug collins you know i can 
I can um, take this over. I mean, go for it. All right, well. Tell them, tell them where to find us at, Steve. Oh, well, why are you throwing it to me like I'm like, what? I should be asking you that. Anyways, Spotify, Apple, Instagram, sportswave.net. Yeah, I think that's about it. I guess next time you hear from us, it'll be Deontay in this seat, and I'll be on the beach. Have fun, man. I won't right. be there. Yeah, I know you won't be there. All right. Sorry, man. See you next week.